Hi, I'm Renee Philpott, and this is Selling with Charm. After over 26 years in sales, there's one thing I have learned. Sales is fun. Join me as I help you simplify your sales process, and together we will reach your weekly, monthly, and yearly goals. Let's get started. Hello. This week, we are going to be talking about you and your future. What do you want for your future? Now, maybe that's something you haven't thought about as much as you usually do during the last several months. But I'm going to share a couple of strategies with you today, and I hope it will help you to have more happiness in your life and more of your heart's desire. So let's get started. I have done all kinds of goal setting and planning and vision boarding and words of the year, and all of them have their purpose and will help you get closer, as I said, to your heart's desire. But one of them alone may not. And it is more of maybe the way you think about it and how you develop a plan. So I'm going to share a story with you, and I hope it helps with the point I'm trying to make. So if you hear nothing else about what I'm going to say, hear this. The future you want has less to do with money than you think and more to do with what you really want. And what you really want has less to do with things than it does feelings. So I want you to know that you can be closer to happiness than you are today. No matter what is happening around you, you are in control somewhat. And I'll share with you how I discovered this, my thoughts on it, and hopefully it will help you get closer to having and being and doing what's important to you. So Earl and I have been married for almost 29 years. We dated for two years, became engaged, and dated another couple of years. Just after I graduated high school, now, uh, I was married by the time I was 19 when I got married. So just to share that with you, that I was, I was pretty young when I started thinking about the future I wanted, the lifestyle I wanted, all of that. And uh, I was fortunate because uh, I was an only child, had lots of time to think. Now, Earl, on the other hand, was the oldest of four. And he and I, as you know, if you've heard our podcast, we think about things totally different. Well, we think about things so differently that it almost was the reason we didn't stay together. So one day I asked Earl, well, what do you want for the future? And this is what he said. What do you mean? What do I want? I want to be alive. And that was that was his explanation. That's all he wanted. Or so it seemed. So I had trouble communicating with him what I meant and what kind of answer I was looking for. And he certainly had trouble reading my mind and knowing what I was looking for. So as I said, I express myself a lot. I like to write and talk and and do all of those things. And Earl is a doer. He likes to do things with his hands. He's a problem solver. He, he troubleshoots and takes care of things. He's not so much of a thinker. 
as far as that goes. He has became that more over the years, and I think that is why it's it's great that we think about things so differently because we can work together to be stronger. But anyway, so when I asked him that, it it caused almost an avalanche of feelings for me. And I just, I, I could not gather my thoughts around it. As I said, I couldn't explain to him what I meant. I tried by saying, well, I, what, like how much money do you want to make? And where do you want to live? And, you know, what do you want your day-to-day life to be like? Anyway, so I had some things that I shared with him that I wanted to. I want to go to church every Sunday. I, I want to be able to uh, go out to eat when we want to. I want to have nice clothes and reliable transportation. Those are some of the things that I suggested to him. Now, you will notice a lot of things that this was things. And what I was trying to express to him was something beyond that. But again, at that age, I had no clue how to express it. And he certainly uh, was just trying to figure out what I was talking about. So we actually broke up for about a week and it was a tough week. And um, both of us kind of hung in there, thankfully, and were able to begin to express to each other what we meant. I kind of got him thinking about it in a different way. And I started being able to express myself a little more. He, thankfully, he was listening and we worked it out. And it was so great that we um, worked it out because then we started to develop. By the time we were married, we were able to say, um, in one year, this is what we're looking for, in three years, this, and in five. And we still do that today. We call it our one, three, and five plan. So, We may share something on that later, but for today, what I want you to see is I'm, you know, growing up, I I didn't really have an idea of what I wanted to do for a living, even where I wanted to live. I knew that I wanted to be, I would say, comfortable, and um, there's a lot of debate about that. If you're too comfortable, you won't grow, but anyway, I, I wanted to be comfortable. I didn't want to be stressed about money. I wanted to be able to do the things I wanted to. I had not done a lot of traveling uh, as a child. I would just uh, maybe go to the next state over or a couple of states over to visit family, but we didn't do a lot of traveling. At that time, I had just been to the ocean. Um, I was 17 or 16 before I actually would, uh, was able to see the ocean, and I only went one time. So I, I had not been a world traveler had not seen a lot of things. Uh, I was not um, as much of a reader as I am today. I I was always reading magazines and newspapers. I loved that type of reading, uh, but not much on fiction. Later, I discovered nonfiction and fell in love with it, but I just didn't have um, a big view of what I wanted. It was more of this lifestyle that I was thinking and having trouble expressing. But I had noticed that it had very little to do with money. And I'll tell you why. When I looked at the people around us, and as you know, uh, most of our neighbors and the people that we lived around were coal miners, and they would have very similar uh, jobs. And I assumed their, their pay was similar and their lives were different. The kind of homes they lived in was all different. Uh, even if they had the same number of children, 
some of them, you know, it was all different. And I realized that it was not just about how much money you made, but what you did with the money. And so I, I think that was my one of my very first life lessons that the conclusion I came to. And I would talk to my parents. I'd see things and then say, hey, I, I was thinking this, you know, do you think they make about the same amount of money? <laughs> and so, uh, and, and my parents, um, I, again, I was very fortunate because they talked to me like I, I was an adult and um, were willing to listen when I would share my philosophies on things. And if I was wrong, uh, they were quick to correct me. So um, I, I was fortunate about that. But anyway, so early on, I discovered it wasn't just about money, but money is important. And so one of the things that I have always told my children is this, money is not the most important thing, but it is important. First, decide the lifestyle you want to live, and then decide how much money it's going to take to do that. Now, for everybody that's different, the lifestyle you want to live and you know how much money, you know, how you can use that money toward that, there's a lot of factors. But it is not the most important thing. The most important thing is the lifestyle you want to live. And this was kind of what I was getting at with Earl. I was trying to get him to understand what kind of life I wanted us to live. And I really wanted assurance that he wanted the same thing because I wanted a happy marriage. And I knew if we didn't want the same things, it was going to be very difficult to be happy together. So again, I was really fortunate because he was willing to work through that with me and we were willing to listen to each other and develop some strategies. So that's what my point is today. When you are working toward the lifestyle you want, it's really easy to get discouraged. There is always going to be outside factors that will get in your way or maybe change your path. But the important thing to remember is this. You do have some control over how you let those affect you and then the really deciding that you will change your path. It doesn't have to be that way as long as it gets you to where you want to go. Uh, it can be really easy to let other things get in your way because okay? there's always going to be something. I mean, almost as soon as you set a goal, the very next second, something is going to pop up you didn't expect. And it can feel like, well, that's out the door. But that's not true if you really think through your next steps and what you can do. It may take you longer. You may have to take the long road, but you can still get there typically. So there's lots of things that leads to having the lifestyle you want and, you know, reaching the goals and feeling good about the progress you're making. There's, you know, I, I have done all of the techniques and have made my own system where I use a lot of those. The first thing that you may think of when we're talking about something like this is goal setting. And goal setting is very important. Uh, it is um, the cornerstone of my program or my system or my uh, process. But there's a danger with goal setting and I will share that with you. Normally, goal setting revolves around numbers or things that's easy to measure. Now, 
that is actually one of the steps that you need in goal setting is you need to be able to measure whether you reach that or not. And because of that, it is easy to make it things. And things often are easier to get than we realize. There's a number to them. So there's those quick pay plans and there's financing and there's all of that. So if you're if you're just using a goals plan, then you you run the risk of you know really getting your debt high and accumulating lots of things uh, and then realize oh, something's still missing. So uh, this has happened to me before, so that's why I know. And I want you to realize that while goal setting is important, don't let it um, discourage you. If this has happened to you in the past, maybe you you have set goals and you've reached them and then you felt um, less than satisfied and not as happy as you thought you would be. That's okay. You can recover from that. It doesn't mean that goals aren't important. It doesn't mean um, that you didn't really know what you wanted, but it means that there's a, it's really easy to let things get in your way and, and, and not be clear on what you really want for you and your family and your life. So be careful when it comes to just goal setting. There is a, a way to set goals that keeps that from happening to you. Um, and I'll, uh, I would love to talk with you more about that. There's other things like words of the year and the letters to yourself. And then there's vision boards. All of those things are very valuable. And I believe they're more valuable when we put them together. So again, my whole point of this podcast is to share with you that to be happy in life, there's a lot more to it than things. It's not just about money and things, but it is about lifestyle. And it is about really taking time to understand what's important to you. And it may not happen overnight. It is sometimes a trial and error process, but it is worth it. And it's realizing what you want and then working with the people around you, like I did with Earl, to share with them your thoughts, to listen to them. And it's much easier to get where you want to be if you have if the, the support of those people around you. Now, again, you are a lot more responsible for your happiness than maybe you realize. And so just if you don't have that support right away, don't say it's a lost cause. I can't be happy. And don't say, uh, like maybe I did in the beginning, this person does not what I does not know what I want because this is this is really thinking about things in a different way. And it, sometimes it takes time to get there, but it's worth it. Um, again, it I really want you to hear that you are responsible for most of your happiness. Um, there, there can be times of sadness that you have no control over. I've had lots of those situations as well, um, but there's still an opportunity for you to be as happy as you can in the moment based on what you have to work with. And that is through a thought process and having a path uh, to getting on the other side of that. So. I would love to share with you my process and 
what it has meant to me over the years to build this. Now, again, I did not go straight from uh, talking to my fiance about what kind of life I wanted to getting a good life. I mean, there was a lot of in-betweens and ups and downs, good and bad and then good and bad, and that's going to happen. Um, but the process that I have developed now, it's much easier for me um, to work toward things that really bring uh, my heart's desires and 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 make it and, and brings me a life that really I am proud of and it it highlights the things that's important to me I mean really that's success in life to me if I can have the people that are important to me in my life and have good relationships with them that's the most important thing and the system that I have developed really has brought me that. And I think some of that is because I have the this process that I go through each year really um, lets me see what it is that I'm working toward. And so it's easier for me to be happy with the people around me because I'm happy with me. I'm happy with the steps I'm taking toward what I want. So... That's what I had to share with you today. I am actually opening up some dates on my calendar beginning in October for vision board workshops. Now, it's going to be more than a vision board. We're going to work on all the things that I just talked about. We will talk about how to see what it is you really want and to see past things with numbers. The very first vision board I ever did was in 2010. I still have pieces of it. And when I look at it, it's largely based on things with a dollar value. While I didn't get everything on that list, I thought a lot of them and still felt like something was missing. And that's what moved me toward changing my process. So over the last 11 years, I have changed my process to incorporate a lot of different things. And my vision board no longer has things just with numbers. So if you would like to talk about it, to it makes a great uh, workshop for if you have employees and you want to share with them, want to help them be happier. Um, it is great. It's a great girls night out. I will do them virtually. I'm also open to doing those in person if you want to reach out to me. But uh, I'd love to talk with you about it because if you heard last week's podcast, one of my whys, my biggest why is I want to improve the quality of my life and others. And I believe if you take time uh, to really develop your vision and your goals toward your heart's desires, it will improve your quality of life. And if I can contribute to that, for you. That just brings me great joy. So I'd love to talk with you about it and share with you my process. The workshops that um, we are offering last about an hour and a half, and we'll go through the whole process of how to develop your vision, your goals, and to work out your heart's desires in 2022. So reach out to me. I'd love to talk with you about it. And as always, have a great week.